Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The Star Wars universe is constantly expanding. But how the heck are you going to keep tabs on it without a holocron? And where in the rim can I score the juiciest news and rumors? Ah, you seek State of the Empire, Consequence of Sound's Star Wars speculation podcast, where we look for news in Alderaan places. We dig into the Sarlacc pit of the internet for the hottest intel in the galaxy far, far away. Make Indiana Jones inquiries and keep watch for the latest on Willow. Find us on consequenceofsound.net or wherever you procure fine podcasts. It's the show you're looking for. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org consequence of sound and the consequence podcast network wherever you're listening from right now hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with us as we publish uh, multiple of these interviews every single week i'm kyle meredith today my guest is paul banks of the band interpol yes they've got that brand new record called marauder and we talk plenty about it in fact we'll talk a little bit about uh, them touring their landmark album turn on the bright lights for the 15th anniversary leading into this record how that affected it also, the mini-movies that sort of make up the songs, uh, especially that first single, The Rover, its concept of narcissism, the possible politics that play into it, and uh, and if there could be a sequel that goes along to it. There's also some discussion on how the uh, lounge singers and crooners of the Sinatra era sort of tie into parts of the record, and what will happen to the songs that didn't make the album. Paul Banks gives us a little bit of a scoop on that one as well. It's Kyle Meredith with Interpol. Hi there. Great to talk to you. Thanks for doing this, and uh, and congrats on the new album. Thank you very much. It's always a fun little phrase that I'm working on, congrats on the new album. I think you all are towed that a lot, but I'm never exactly <laughs> sure what that means to an artist. That's customary. That's, that's pretty, no, no, much appreciated. I think it's sort of like, uh, yeah, congrats on, um, it's, it's, I think it's the right comment. Yeah, okay. I was like, you it did lands, it. Lands well. <laughs> yeah, man. 
<laughs> bringing something into the world. That's right. I, I kind of want to start where I know it's. it seems like a lot of people have started, and that's in the last couple of years, because it seems like the history has been swirling around you all before this. And I don't know if that's more of a projection from from like my side of things, from like the interviewer's side of things, or if you really feel that. But but with the 15th anniversary of Turn on the Bright Lights and doing that tour, with the meet me in the bathroom kind of putting the whole story together, with it really being you know, about 20 years since the band started, does it seem like any of that ended up finding its way into playing into how this record sounds and, and, and exists? I think that the experience of, of being on the road and, and doing the concerts around Bright Lights kind of refreshed our our minds and, and bodies about what live feels like and and sort of solidified this idea that this is where the songs wind up is you know here on the stage with our with our fans in front of us and i think we kind of kept uh, a sense of that in the recording studio like let's not let's like let's let this record capture a live feeling and so that sort of means not too many overdubs and you know really run them down performances where it's sort of not not about stopping and fixing or doing 50 takes and then, you know, piecing it all together. It's just more the band in the room playing straight to tape. And, and I think by being on the road with, with Bright Lights, it just got us in that headspace of that sort of simplicity of live music. Because I know no band wants to, you know, be stuck in the past whatsoever. It's always about moving forward. But there is a sense of this one, especially, I guess, compared to the last couple ones, like, man, there's a really strong classic Interpol sound of this which i don't think anybody's complaining about whatsoever <laughs> no that's great i mean i think i'm i'm super excited about this record and if it if it sounds classic within the context of our sound that that sounds great to me too there was also the uh, the banks and steel stuff in there you know you, i know you'd always been you've always been a big hip-hop fan you know that's where a lot that you came from uh musically you know as far as youth goes at least that i've read about anyway and, and sort of a similar question you know it seems like to me that would have been a dream to have had, you know, all of those artists being able to kind of do something with them. Was that was that a good itch to finally scratch? It was. You know, it, it wasn't so much that there was an itch to, you know, record with, with necessarily those musicians. I think it was really just I'm a fan of the genre and I'm a huge fan of RZA's. And it turned out that RZA and I have a good creative dynamic. So, you know what I mean? It wasn't, I didn't really have expectations or I hadn't really had a formal thought in my mind, like one day, you know, I'll make a record like this. It was just that from a really good creative rapport that, that RZA and I have, you know, that record came out of that process. And then that, yeah, it allowed us to work with Method Man and Master Killa and Cool Keith is on there and Florence. It was, it was a fantastic experience. It was really great sort of grand collaborative process for me and just the timing of it all seems insane because doing that record touring that record touring the bright lights record and then i don't know at some point you found time to get inspired to go in and and write the marauder i mean where does that all come from you know this timing wise for you i mean all of these things do seem to take a long time behind the scenes the rizzo record we worked on for for years we were you know demoing tracks for that project and with interpol i think it's just another kind of testament to i think the beauty of collaboration because it's not there's something very reactive when you have a good band chemistry so if i'm say i'm stuck for ideas but then daniel starts playing an incredible chord progression then all of a sudden i get a flood of ideas so i think that's what keeps things refreshed uh, i think if you're a solo artist just putting out you know albums that you write and record i think there's probably uh you're gonna perhaps encounter that burnout of creativity sooner but when you get to work with other people who sort of trigger your creativity and are filling in a lot of gaps in the total picture 
then it's just really a joy of kind of um, bouncing around ideas with people. So that generates its own energy in a way. You, you seem to have fun with maybe the characters of the stories. I mean, I, and, and I say that in a way like when I talk to a lot of artists, they'll write a song and they'll figure out what it means years later kind of a thing subconsciously. Uh, there's something about yours yeah. that, that almost feels like, I don't know, like you're writing these tiny movies inside the songs. And, and we hear that, you know, as you talk about you know, what's going on in a song like Number 10, uh, obviously The Rover, you know, in that first single. I mean, how, it, it, does that still, is that still sort of how it works for you this time around? I mean, are, are you kind of making mini movies or are these still like any other artist, maybe like Stream of Consciousness and like, oh, wow, that's a cool story that came from nowhere? Yeah, I think it's 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 a mixture of things. I definitely like the idea of them being mini movies. I often see a lot of visuals like I make I make loads of videos to our songs in my mind. Yeah, I think a song like The Rover did kind of write itself in that way where it's sort of like a you know, a, a character outside of myself that I do sort of just fall into this world and it's sort of it is like following a character around and just thinking what would this person say and then there's a lot of fun in writing dialogue that would be if 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 it were like a screenplay that you're writing it's like dialogue that isn't you know close to your experience but it's something that you're fascinated by and you get to like write for the villain for instance <laughs> and i but i also think in terms of things being kind of cinematic you know there's the structure to to the music of a song so i think you know daniel has a great architecture to the pieces that he presents to the band and then filling you know the vocal component of that is also following that blueprint of where the music moves from section to section so it's it is a it's a, a collaborative process that i think allows us to get that cinematic quality and i should bring up the rover while we're here um i, I wonder if i'm reaching but it seems like you know when you have a song about sort of a cult figure, you know, preaching doomsday in a way. That seems like really interesting timing in in an era where narcissism is is sort of running rampants <laughs> around the country. And I, I wonder if there is any parallel with maybe what's happening in in the real world. I mean, I do think that there's a it's it's a fun thing. I think it is it's a resonant archetype. You know, this this person who sort of speaks without a filter or says very outlandish things that at the core of them is like a pretty simple message. And I think then what can happen is a large group of people can sort of just like identify with this simple message and they get caught up in the conviction of the person who's saying it. But that person may not be a, you know, a really measured thinker who's sort of taking a lot of things into account, sort of a little bit more flash and bluster. And I feel like there's a part of us that sort of can respond to that. So it's, I just think it's a human phenomena that happens often uh, and in a way I think maybe measured thinking is a little or subtle thinking might not appeal to you know uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> it's it's it's, a, it's just a gosh how do I dig myself out of this hole <laughs> I don't know I just think I think that uh, there's a there's a dynamic that can happen anywhere at any time in human history and that sort of I think the character of a cult leader speaking something very exaggerated and can resonate with a following i think it's just something that happens through time and it's it's an interesting phenomenon so and again maybe i'm going down the wrong path but it, the reason why i sort of went that direction too is because when i hear about the artwork that it's in this long way tied to richard nixon and, and that whole campaign and, and that's what i mean is like man there are all these things kind of swirling around and maybe that's just the universe kind of putting them in place like that but it, but it looks very interesting in that sense yeah, I mean, it's a very powerful image, and I think it, it does, it kind of resonates on a few different frequencies, and you can look at it through different prisms, whether it be that, you know, you see some kind of overtones of political commentary or a parallel with the landscape today, 
or if you just look at it as a piece of photography, which is just a striking shot of a guy at a table, seemingly very vulnerable and very powerful at the same time. I think it just sort of it, it works in a number of ways. And I feel yeah, I feel lucky. I think the design came out great for this album cover. That uh, that character in the rover. Have you ever written multiple songs about one idea? Because it feels like there could be more to that story musically. Like if you were ever looking for that, you know, that thematic string of songs, I feel like you've got it right there. Yeah, there could be a longer arc to that character for sure. I think. I mean, it was sort of fun when we when we did the video for that song. The the narrative that we sort of set up there became like the prequel to what you hear in the song. And so it's like, wow, this character, you know, we've already sort of started to build that world where he exists beyond just the lyrics to the track. And so, yeah, we've got a prequel, we've got the song, and then maybe there could be, you know, the saga continues, you know, the rover goes west. <laughs> what, what, what is it usually? It's, it's usually like, yeah, takes takes New York or it takes Manhattan. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I guess that sort of segs into how you've talked about maybe the, the bigger character in it uh, behind, you know, the Marauder um, as as sort of a version of a past you in a, in a way. I, like, I'd wondered, like, is this the type of character you hear about the next day, like, what the hell happened last night type of character. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I sort of don't have, I've never had the experience of sort of waking up and saying, like, what did I do? You know, I've never had a blackout, but I think it definitely, it's it's that part of, yeah, it's that part of you that maybe wakes up with some thoughts of, like, what what's going on with my life? I think it is a little bit, um, it's that loose, messy part of us that, that comes up sometimes, the, uh, the irresponsible, reckless part. Because you know, again, and in, in, in it's an, an age that you're able to finally look at that. What I what I wonder is, you know, for a lot of artists, the next the, the next turn that you would be looking at is, I don't know, the midlife album. I guess is what it comes to. Like, oh, and and this is what happens now to that guy. Yeah, well, I mean, but I think you know, this idea of a marauder, you know, that could be an approach that you take to the stock market. It's, I think, it's something that's always there. It's that part of you that sort of walks a little too close to the edge. It's it's not really, uh, you know localized just to youth i think it's you know it's just that wild streak that i think we all have i, I want to ask about another song because i don't know anything about it and it's become one of my favorites it's the one that closes the record uh called it probably matters i've really been hooked on that one uh, I, you know and it comes across in so in, in several different ways to me like in one sense i heard it as an apology and, and in another sense i heard it as a reflection um and I, I was wondering if you could talk about what's what what might be happening in that song I mean, I think that it's kind of like you, you can come through an experience with a little gem of wisdom, uh, and that that gem of wisdom, like you're going to carry that sort of forward. So it's it's also kind of like, all right, how does this uh, information impact, you know, my next move? And so, but it's sort of through this dark phase or this, you know, traumatic event that happened that you gain this wisdom. So there is sort of a, you know, there's, a, there's an upside that you're a wiser person now, but then there's that sense of what next and, and um you know, am I going to, how long will I carry this piece of wisdom or will it just get lost in my satchel? Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's a, I, I don't know about an apology. I think it's a little bit just more reflective. And then there's that sense of looking ahead with some encouragement. Your vocals are doing a really cool strut sort of in that uh, almost, um, I don't know, as I hear it anyway, uh, a little bit of that Sinatra Vegas, a uh, little Tom Jones, whatever you Ooh, Yeah, I like that. <laughs> little loungy it's a little loungy i mean and of course against the music right. you have a very interpol-esque type of song going on behind that but 
But yeah, there's a bit of a strut over that, and yeah. I mean, I like that that term. Uh, <laughs> strut sounds good, and and I definitely yeah, it's cool. I think it's that was a piece of music that I was really really partial to while we were building this record. That was a song that I really wanted to get the vocal right, and I just felt like we were we were onto something. It was it's an atmosphere that I think is is really nice in that track in particular, and I think Fridman did a great job helping us realize that it, it becomes this quite a broad, expansive song. But I think I did kind of, I, I think the atmosphere in my mind when you bring up like lounge singers or crooners, that did feel like the atmosphere that it evoked for me in the first place. And then I think we got to even take it further. I love it. Uh, we have heard a little bit about, you know, there, there were several songs left off of this that could have easily been on the record given a different track list. And a lot of those get left behind. But is there any desire to, to maybe put those out in some fashion before, you know, the anniversary edition rolls around? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think we we certainly we every song that we finished we really like. So I think sometimes you do have to edit an album and you do have to kind of curate which songs best complement each other. But that doesn't mean that you know a song that might get left off is any less good. Really, there's just you know they can't all come to the party. So I think we definitely have some intention of. Uh, letting that music be heard, yeah, but cool. uh, more to come on that. <laughs> All right, we're baited. <laughs> uh, well, well, thank you, Paul, so much for this. And again, congratulations on the Marauder, and I really do mean that. Uh, I love this record, and uh, and I can't wait to see how this one sounds uh, sounds live out there. Awesome, thank you so much. All right, man, take care. All right, take care. Bye bye. Hey, big thanks to Paul Banks of Interpol. The new album is called The Marauder. Hey, don't forget, wherever you're listening from right now, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with these uh, interviews as we publish multiple episodes every single week. Uh, If you're listening to the podcast version uh, at iTunes or Podchaser or or any of those sites, uh, we'd love it if you would give it a rating and leave a review as well. Then you can head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern and where you'll also find some bonus episodes of this series. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.